Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Ulrich. Some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris, the greatest... You've ever had. Reminder every Wednesday night is date night at Roots Chris, where two can dine for $120. Again, you can text us at 630-630. We're going to open up the River Cree Resort Casino hotline as well, 780-496-0063. Brendan, in that conversation with Ryan Strom, I mean, certainly recognition for a couple different things there. Wants to improve his eyesight. Uh, which I think could theoretically translate to greater offensive uh, numbers for him. Uh, obviously wants to get stronger, get better in the face-off circle. Says he felt more comfortable in the final 30 games. What's realistic for him this season? What would be a realistic total? Realistic? Yeah. Ah, uh, Well, I think the hope would be that he can get to 50, 50 points. He's done that once in his career. Is that realistic? Or is that a little too high? That's... I mean, 45 maybe. If he gets 20 goals and 50 points, that would be, I think, pretty good. Yeah. I do think he could end up on the first power play unit to start the year. I think that's a possibility. Texas at six, I I guess it depends on how they're going to deploy. I mean, we assume, obviously, that uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle will be on the first unit. Maybe Clefbaum. Wild card is going to be Evan Bouchard on defense. Does he start the year on the power play? Would they do that? 780-496-0063. You could also text us at 630-630. And the whole visualization thing has me... Well, it's back to head... Pl- I mean, think about it for goaltenders. There's head placement for goalies as well. That's a factor in terms of, uh, you know, what's what's occurred. RCN has texted the show at 630-630. Um... 18 goals and 22 assists, 40 points is realistic. That one comes to us from RCN. Uh, This text comes in, Bob, what did the Oilers get at the trade deadline for Patty Maroon? A third-round draft choice and a prospect. Uh, We'll open up the phone lines at this time. We're going to start with Jed on line number one. Jed, how are you? Hey, Bob. I was reading a story about Luch and the hardship that he went through this year. Like, I guess he lost somebody in his family. 
and there's a bunch of other stuff. I don't know how true that is. But being a professional the way he is, with the leadership that he brings to the dressing room, you know, people got to back off. Like, when you lose somebody in your family, if that's true, and then the downhill spiral that takes you on, and especially being a professional athlete, a lot of people don't know what that is. You know, of course he's going to bounce back. Of course he's going to give you everything that he's got. Well, my expect. Wanna- yeah. yeah. All right. A couple things. Uh, Lutz lost his father uh, due to mental yep. health issues three summers yep. ago. So that was yep. in 2015. Now, yep. I don't know whether or not Milan has ever seek counseling for that or not. I mean, yep. there's some people that wouldn't feel that that would be a requisite need. You know, there's other people that would certainly need that. So mm-hmm. I'm not one to judge in that regard. Uh, yep. As a rule of thumb, in, in my line of work, you judge based on what you see in practice and what you see in games. Now, yep. the other thing is, if you're going to judge based on what you see in practice, you better be at a lot of the practices. Like, there's nothing that frustrates me more than guys that want to comment on guys' work ethic, and I never see them at practice either. Uh, And full disclosure, sometimes I have to host this show on the road during practice. I will tell you that Milan... The play spoke for itself in the final 48 or 46 games. Nobody knows better than Milan what he needs to do moving forward. And again, like Jed, for me, when he said it was 90% mental, yep. I, I, I think the, the, the perception out there that he's physically deteriorated is a myth. I don't believe that for a second. I, I seen him when he played for the Vancouver Giants. He, 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 he used to work out with, uh, what's his name, the old man, the guy that plays Yeah, yeah, yeah well, he worked out yeah. with Ian Gallagher, yes. Yeah, Gallagher, Ian Gallagher. And I've seen him come back, and I know, you know, he's the kind of guy that gives you, he might not look on the ice that he's giving you 100%, but you know what? He's not the kind of guy that's going to quit. No, and no, no he's not going to quit. Now, no. I, I do think there are certain pressures in Edmonton that are, like, as an example, if you've come from Boston, okay, so we have a general manager and we have Lucic that have come from Boston. Andrew Ference also came from Boston, okay? So Boston had a good organization. They, you know, they, they won the 2011 Stanley Cup. They went to the 2013 Stanley Cup final, lost in six. We're actually in a really good position in game number six and then had it taken away from them by Chicago. Remember, they got the two goals late, including the winner to yep. turn that. It looked like they were going to go to a game seven in that series. But when you're in Boston, just, just think about something here in terms of pressure. How much pressure is there really in Boston? None. Okay. Like, I, I you know, yeah. so for somebody to say, well, I know what it's going to be like. I'm not convinced you necessarily know what it's going to be like. Because in Boston, the guys on the sports radio shows, they talk Celtics, they talk Red Sox. Oh, and they definitely talk the Patriots. But he wasn't top six in Boston either. And the other thing, too, is... He was in the top, he was in the top six in Boston. He was? Yeah, he played on Krejci's line in Boston. He was on their second line. He was on their second line. The whole time he was there, he was a top six forward. I think, I'm serious, Jed, I believe that Milan Lucic can come back, get his game back. Well, for me, I hope he does. And I hope for all the naysayers, they're going to be pulling old Elmer Fudd. There you go, Bobby. All right, thank you. 780-496-0063. Did he just drop an Elmer Fudd on us? Is that what he dropped? Are we going to be talking about Luch all summer? Probably, yeah. Like, what about Strom? Can he be... So there's a theory out there that your top... Your number one goalie, you spend your money on your number one goalie, your top four defense, 
And then your top seven forwards with your third line center being a very important player. Ryan Strom, I got news for you. He's an important player. Okay? And the separation in terms of scoring between Everlay and Strom, for me, could be negligible moving forward if Strom really secures and becomes a strong two way third line center. But he's got to get better in face offs. Um, he's got to chip in a little bit more offensively. But I, I mean, I'm going to give him half a year because I do think it's different here. I think if you're not used to playing, if you grow up here and play here and, and this is your first NHL organization, this is what you're used to. But when you come from another place, the intensity of this market, we have, we have a couple guys that write daily off of various different media hits just in this, just in this town. And that stuff ends up everywhere. Like, it is an intense, the blogosphere for the Oilers, off the charts. The fans love this team. Right? And we, hey, we have a, we have a year-round show called Oilers Now. NHL Radio, guess what they're doing this week? They're gone for six weeks. They got nothing. We're still trying to piece shows together on a daily basis. So, 780-496-0063. Let's go to... Some texts, and we got a bunch of them here. This text comes from the Haas. Bob, regarding Milan Lucic, he isn't uh, young anymore. It's entirely possible that Father Time uh, has Milan on his to-do list. I hope this isn't the case, but it's foolish not to consider the possibility. And I remind you, again, he had half of a bad year. Mitch in the Greater says, Bob, what about the four years after next year, Bob? If the Oilers can find somebody to take Lucic's contract, it would be like somebody offering you firing, uh, fire insurance on a burning building from Mitch in the Greater. Well, I got news for you, Mitch. The order, as it stands right now, the only way Edmonton, I see Edmonton moving Lucic's contract out right now is if they take a tough contract back the other way. In order to trade Lucic for something of value, he has to get his game back together. I think that's a given. And he's going to need the start to this season to do that. Let's go to Phoenix. we got Chris on line two. Chris, how are you? Pretty good, man. Uh, just uh, you know, waiting for the season. Uh, some positive moves that we made the uh, last couple weeks now. I'm really excited. Bouchard is really making me excited. Um, hopefully we don't rush him, but if he's good enough to uh, to play some uh, bottom pairing minutes and some uh, power play duty, then I'm all for it. Uh, as for he bring, Lucic, he br- the, the, the thing, Chris, the thing for me about Bouchard is he brings a different dimension. Exactly, it, he, he brings a dimension that we we don't have. Yeah, the team and doesn't even, have right now. Even worst case scenario, if he, he turns into say a poor man's Barry, which I don't think he would, because I think he'd be more uh, more d- defensively uh, sound than Barry would. But even if this kid develops into a 30 to 45 point consistent D-man, that's fine for that. I'd be ecstatic with that. Chris, can I tell you something when it comes to Tyson Berry? He's an unrestricted free, he's an unrestricted free agent in two years. And if you look at the Oilers forwards, they need defensemen that can get the puck up the ice. Exactly. I, I have a lot of time for Tyson Berry because I think the Oilers have a lot of the same type of defensemen. Like, Excluding Bouchard, who would you say is elite at transitioning the puck out of their own zone? Probably nobody on the Oilers other than maybe, maybe, maybe Bear eventually. Yeah, and, two, uh, well, and that's and that's a hey, that's a that's a fair one because I get accused of overlooking Bear a bit. 
but I need to see a lot more out of Ethan Bear to know whether or not he can indeed do it. Like to me, he's not close to playing in the NHL. But in two years from now, you might. I guess what I'm saying is, in two years from now, knowing the way the league is going offensively, organizations wanting their young guys to make plays and willing to trade chances. If Tyson Berry's out there as a UFA, Edmonton has to be in the mix. I, oh, exactly. Like, and whatever, whatever deficiency. And like he'd he also want to play here. He's a Western Canadian guy. The Oilers have McDavid and Dreisaitl. That is very attractive to some players around the league. But it might not be attractive to every NCAA college free agent that you chase. But for guys that come from the West or have lived in the West, there, there's there's some interest there. And Barry, to me, is a proven offensive commodity. I mean, how many players... Exactly. And what if... Yeah. And every and like I like I said, whatever uh, defensive deficiencies he has, they could be they could be covered up with the right deep partner. And we and like you said, we do have like the the same type of defenseman pretty much on all three three of our deep pairings. And what we don't have is that offensive guy that that wants to you know transport the puck or wants to you know do the the stretch passes or or thinks offense versus what is what we're we're lacking uh and my final uh my final comment is i really hope that luch does uh does bounce back he i, I love luch he's uh he's from the same part of the world that i was originally from his parents so it's it, it's very nice to uh to have him on the oilers and i've liked him ever since he uh, was drafted with our second uh second round pick back in uh, 2006 so he, he should make a bounce back if it only is mental. The only thing that I uh, that I worry is about his skating. Yeah. So hopefully he did worry about he did uh, he fixed he fixed that. Um, the other thing that that uh, up, upset me was there was uh, a TSN uh, pers- person that uh, made some uh, disparaging comments on Lucic, which really kind of upset me. But uh, I, I think he's a, he's a professional. I think he'll come back. He'll uh, he'll bust his butt, and if he wants to stay here, he'll stay here. If he doesn't, well, he'll he'll uh, raise his trade value. All right, thank, thanks, Chris. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Here we go. Read this text. It comes to us from Brooks, Alberta. Bob, the Oilers are obviously banking hard in Yamamoto and Bouchard making the team because besides Ryder, they've made no moves to improve the wing or the defense uh, whatsoever. It's last season all over again. Read the text. You can text us at 630-630. Out of Bonneville, Keith says, Bob, the grammar police here. I sometimes hear the phrase, various, different. It's one or the other. Uh, Be offended if you want. I don't mean to seem uppity, but I've hassled Brandon many times, so I've got to give it to you too. Enjoy your show. Thank you from Keith. Various, different. Did I say various, different? Uh, Maybe I did. Well, it happens sometimes. Uh, You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Shamu says, hey, Bob, I think it's totally unfair that the fans are writing off Milan Lucic. He's a consummate professional, a cup winner. Let's not run him out of town after a bad second half to last season. He can and will bounce back. Hopefully, we won't run run him out of town before he does. I don't see anybody. I got to be honest. I don't see people running. I will say this. Some of the analytics guys didn't like that signing from day one. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I thought it could work. Like, when Ferentz signed, I knew he might end up being the captain. And I just wish the Oilers had signed him when he was 30 or 31, and not when he was 34. The Nikitin signing was a little bit, you know, 
And a lot of the analytics guys like the Pouliot and like the Fane signings. And Fane, did he even play two full years in Edmonton? And Pouliot's final two years got bought out. Now that said, Benoit Pouliot had, by my count, two pretty good seasons and then one tough one. You can uh, text us at 630-630. We're going to take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad. We will uh, save NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing for the second hour of the show. This is Oilers Now. And if you're looking for a fun destination this year, Disneyland is where it's at. The happiest place on earth for the kids. Fabulous, fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, and a five-day attractions pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or book online at newwesttravel.com. All right, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, uh, the only questionable contract so far in your eyes was Nikitin? Bob, your condition is much worse than I thought. That one comes to us from Tover. There have been a bunch, okay? That said, it's uh, there, most people have been... Would you not agree with me here, Brendan? Uh, the two-year deal for Brodziak, one-year deal so far for Reader generally quite positive on that front with those two contracts? Oh, yeah, I think those are great deals, and most of the fans would agree. With Lucic, Bob, I think we all expected the end of the deal to look right. bad it, it, or potentially not be as what we expected. But this early in the contract, I guess that's where we're like, okay, what happens next? Yeah. Ziad texts the show, Bob, with the orders only signing uh, Gravel on the back end. It shows they're banking on Bouchard to make the team from Ziad. I would say they're banking on Bouchard to maybe get some games because they got a pretty good feel on the player. We'll wait and see. Uh, what happens moving forward? Howie has texted the show at a salmon arm BC. Howie, I'll see you in about ten days. Uh, Bob, it's embarrassing how much you love Tyson Barry. Is Benning gone in here? Bottom line, we don't need Barry from Howie. Howie, how many defensemen have the Oilers got that have had forty plus point seasons in the NHL? Just you want to maybe look that up, okay? Let's go to Mike from Bonneville on line seven, and he wants to talk about the Oilers D two. Mike, how are you? Good, you? Good. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, the other like the other Z. I just think that with all the changes that have been made, it's very exciting. I mean, I don't I'm not talking too much about the coaching. To me, I was very excited to see uh, new faces there and the, the coaching side. Yeah. Uh, but I think Edmonton. I mean, I, unless Cam Talbot has another like obviously not last season, but season before unbelievable season, I, I don't really see Edmonton making the playoffs. I mean, they need another stud defense, and I'm really excited about Bouchard, but but you can't bank on a 19 year old. Uh, I think he will be 19 uh, to make them like to be your defense. I know they they want to give him time and uh, uh, you know ice time and stuff like that. But I mean, if Edmonton really wants to be a playoff team, I think they gotta they gotta go. And I know they're trying to get somebody. It's not easy, but 
Mike, what you're saying, I hear, you know, at various different establishments, you know, guys, you're not the only person that feels like they haven't upgraded their defense. Uh, I do think they want to see what Bouchard's got. He's played three years in London. That's a prof- as professional of a junior franchise as there is in uh, the Canadian Hockey League. Uh, if he'd only played a couple years and he was a young 18-year-old as opposed to a 19-year-old, you know, I, I'd say it might be a little bit more problematic, but the fact is that he's played the three junior years. He played a ton of minutes in junior this past year. I, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see where he's at. Like, here's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to get a look-see in the fall somewhere between seven to ten games no matter what. Yeah. And if he And if he can't, if he's not ready, that buys them a window to explore a trade, right? Yeah. But if he is ready, it lessens the necessity to make the trade. So I, sure, I, I, I still think there's a possibility that they find a way to upgrade. It just doesn't necessarily have to happen over the course of the summer. It might be a fall thing. Okay? Yeah, yeah. which I agree with you there. But, I mean, I just still think, like, I mean, it's, it's a lot of pressure to put on a young guy like that. I mean, I know he had a lot of junior time, but I still think for Edmonton to be... What if they totally sheltered his minutes? What if we were talking about a guy that was third pairy minutes, five on five, Larson did all the heavy lifting as a right shot guy with the defensive matchups, and then, you know, maybe he, he you know he plays the fifth or sixth most minutes, five on five, but then he's on your power play. What if they did that? Uh, well, maybe that might change a little bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they, if they don't, I think, put the pressure all on him, Think you, you guy, you're going to be the guy that's going to quarterback this like right off the bat, you know, kind of maybe give him that, but don't give him that feeling or make him feel that he's he's the guy that's going to you know take because all the same and everybody knows that about you last year, especially on the power play. Yeah, the other thing, I'm going to throw a couple more things at you here. Uh, I do think that bringing in Trent Yanni. You know, people used to call Mike Smith the goalie whisperer. Trent Yanni's had a pretty solid reputation as an ability to develop defensemen. I do think that changed, with all due respect to Jim Johnson. Yanni's reputation around the league is pretty high in terms of his ability to upgrade defense. I think he can help out some of their younger defensemen. Well, and, and you know what? That's the one thing I do I'm very excited about. And like I said, people don't usually see the off-ice product is... Because what Edmonton did uh, behind the bench, too, and some of these guys that allow these guys to develop. Because I, I think Edmonton has, I really think they have a good team. I just think they maybe don't have the right leadership. But I do think they do now, especially, you know, with some of the changes, like I said, they made behind the bench. And, and you know, just hearing that, seeing it from a different angle, different voice, from a thing like, especially bringing uh, the Calgary Flames head coach on as an assistant to me, that was... Uh, well, that it, was, you know, Gullitson's been an NHL head coach, and so is Trent Yanni. And the previous yeah. staff didn't have anybody else that had been an NHL head coach. So, like, you know, Woodcroft's going to get some time down on the farm to get some get his head coaching chops up, and it'll be intriguing to watch. Thanks for the call, Mike, okay? Thank you. You, you bet. 12.57 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic uh, update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, we'll get to more of your texts, tweets, and emails and uh, hook up with Andre uh, Torigny, who is uh, the new head coach for Canada's Ivan Holinka Gretzky Cup team coming up this August here in Edmonton. This is Orders Now.